Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Your automotive lifestyle show right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Greg Oberson Studio hanging out. What up, baby? What's up? What's up? We cover all of the automotive news, industry vibes, the good works, and of course, we definitely, definitely love the Budos Band. Can't tell you enough about the Budos Band. Get on a Spotify, get your brass woodwind on, people. Always enjoy spending it with you guys right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Uh, I will say something. It's important. Uh, we have many students on campus. I think, Greg, we need to ring a bell because summer, summer's coming. <laughs> a lot of you are preparing. You're running to the finish line. And so we just want to honor you, all our students on campus. And a big shout out to the instructors working, grinding, moving, grooving, all the midnight all burning to uh, make things happen with a great session. If you're new to the East Valley Institute of Technology, I invite you to take a visit. They have tours on campus often. And if you have uh, a student in the household that's interested in culinary, you think they're barbecuing on the weekend and that's all they can do, <laughs> but there's some interest with the barbecue. Why don't you kick it up notches? Yep. You got the culinary department. Yep. <clears throat> you may have a son or daughter that likes to tinker. With your vehicle, you found them adjusting the mirror, maybe putting that mirror back on. Or taking it apart. Or better yet, they did really well helping you change out that spare tire. Kick it up notches right here, East Valley Institute of Technology, the automotive program, and a plethora of programs, Greg, are yep. right here. And I and I got to say, um, this is nationally renowned Skills USA, which is a testament to the dedication of the students some of you think, oh, it's just a trade. Or, oh, those people that cook in the kitchen. <laughs> those people. Those people. <laughs> Be for real. Skills are real. Um, and I've said this. We're not knocking a college degree. Many students here will end up going to further on with their college. But right now, skills is where it's at. And so uh, I invite you to visit the uh, East Valley Institute of Technology. You can reach us on the show, RanchNation.tv. I got to remind you, we uh, we get a lot of input regarding our live show. We're one of the few shows that still do live. Big shout out to our podcast family and some of the other radio stations that the show will air. You guys may miss bits and pieces of the show. Please visit RanchNation.tv at your leisure over your favorite beverage. A little orange juice, a little celery juice, whatever floats your boat. Jack and Coke. Well, maybe some of you. <laughs> I'm getting some hands raised on that one. My point is, if you have an interest with skilled trades, specifically, you guys know we're an automotive show. Um, and you're just like, you're not sure. Like, you see social media, you're getting some vibes. We have close to 300 shows covering the industry. And again... Like, we'll cover automotive tips under hood, but what we're really covering is the good works in the industry. Um, we're talking about the diversity in the yeah. workplace. We just had uh, uh, the company Turcada's CEO, Tim Eisenman, that was last week. You guys catch those show on um, podcasts. And do me a favor. Yeah, I'm asking you. Go ahead and binge it. 
In other words, listen to shows back to back. That helps us out. <laughs> and quite frankly, if you have an issue or two or thrice with the show, maybe you we're open to improvement. Suggestion box, maybe? Well, they can comment. Just don't oh, be don't be hateful people. Right. Be kind in your hearts. We need a lot more <laughs> of this. And give us some critiquing. Uh, or hey, a show that you'd like to hear. Greg, how's the week been going for you, man? Oh, man, it's been pretty hectic. It's already Wednesday, and I'm still finishing my Monday's list. You get there like Wednesday. Sometimes, like, you wake up on Wednesday, you're like, oh, the weekend's here, and you've just been bamboozled. Yeah. You, you think you, it's there. You think it's there. I get like that. I don't know if it's because of getting older or whatnot. Uh, getting older, running out of days. Come on, you time. youngsters listening. <laughs> Moms and dads, I know this, this is a mom and dad phenomenon because you're running around, and you just feel like, wow, Wednesday. Is yeah. that Friday? Not well, yet. people listening on Saturday right now, mowing the lawn, <laughs> they got their headset on checking out the show. I just will tell you one thing before we get into show topic. We do have a really cool show topic. We're going to cover some of this news that's current events. I have to say this. A lot of you frustrated with stuff. It's not easy. And I'm not just talking about my youngsters on campus. I'm talking about some of you OGs. They've been doing stuff the same for 20 years. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're at a crossroads. Walk away from stuff. Yeah, I was don't, talking, be, don't be scared. Um, well, walk away. Don't be scared for sure. Yeah. But sometimes that whole don't be scared movement doesn't happen right now. I mean, we have some like anxiety, anxiety about stuff. Anxiety, stress about it. But many of you are trying to push the triangle through the little square mm -hmm. box or the circle box. And that's part of that anxiety of I can do this. I can do this. I can do it right now. Yep. Take a deep breath and walk away. Yep. Be patient with yourself. I speak on this industry. A lot of automotive technicians, they're gifted. They're good at what they do. And they have that, that problem child situation with a vehicle. Same vehicle. I've seen this vehicle over and over and over and you got to walk away. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you in the garage, by the way, we're opening uh, Desert Car Care Cave Creek. I got to put that out there. You know what? That was one of my questions to you. I, I've seen a lot of work going on. In yeah, there. it's getting there. But my point is like the team in the garage, and I'll be very transparent. Aiden, if you came in, I'd be like, you know what? We had a really silly time with your ride. I apologize. I'm going to put you in a rental car, but I got to give this technician a break because yep. there's something not working. Imagine if life, Aiden, could be that groovy and we didn't fake it till we make it because we got one. We have somebody in the kitchen that's burnt out. You feel me? Yeah, I, uh, I honestly, I get it 100%. So instead of just saying, I'm a human being, I need a break. And the front line of that restaurant or that service department, that plumbing business... Because what are you saying? Oh, you guys, it's not on time. My food is cold. Whatever the case, my car's not done yet. Right. Why can't we just be honest? Greg, in be your patient. business, it, people are okay with that. Yeah, you just have to be up front and, and give them the realistic expectation and be truthful to them. Hey, we're going to need a little bit more time on this one. Or, you know, to do this right, I'm going to need another hour. When you communicate, it, it, it goes away. When you don't right. communicate, it's Right, and we, and we stress out. Problem. It's that 3 right. o'clock. It's that 3 uh -huh. o'clock, especially in the, the service deadline. industry. Yep. So if you're listening and you're young and up and coming in the thing you do, right? you make sure, and it's not always going to be perfect, because sometimes you work for a company 
there's poor communication. Mm-hmm. The frontline staff who represents the gifted talents in the back of the kitchen, the gifted talents under hood, whatever the case may be, you need to represent these folks because they're not machines. Right. So if you are that individual, take a deep breath. Now, I said walk away. Walk away just means, you know, I got to communicate. Things aren't working out. And so I want to throw that out there because no matter how gangster you are mm-hmm. and how much no you have, you're going to have that day. Yep. And you have to know it and recognize it early. You do. Yep. All right. A lot of you out there buying vehicles. <laughs> Some of you laughed because it's <laughs> like, Frank, really? Stuff's real expensive right now, <laughs> which is true. But you may be in a position in the next six months or so. Now, some of you are reluctant to even think about buying a used electric vehicle. Ooh. I know some, some like, people scared of that right now. Some of you are like, is that even possible? That's like buying a used flashlight with the used batteries. <laughs> May I say this? It's a valid question. So I want to clear the air. On today's show, we are going to go into these tips for buying a used EV. Is it possible? What do I do? What do I look out for? I know I bought my air-cooled Volkswagen. I know what to do when I look at that kind of stuff. (laughs) But what's the big difference for an EV? There is. Now, I will say this to you. It is imperative. And I'm going to throw out some names. And, of course, you can reach out to us if you are looking. WrenchNation.tv, you can reach out to us. No matter what we say on this show, you absolutely 100% need to see a qualified technician and do a pre-purchase inspection. Absolutely. I don't care if Uncle Louie, he's your EV God. Mm -mm. He's your electric vehicle God. He knows everything. He fixed the TV back in 1960. (laughs) He can fix that EV. You got to take it to a professional. So I'm going to throw out some names. Some of you will hear this on the replay. You'll hear it on the internet. Infity, it's out there. Gruber Motor Company, we are fortunate and grateful right in our own backyard here in Phoenix, Deer Valley area. Gruber Motor Company, they're all over social media. If you are buying a used EV, they are a great company to work with regarding a used EV inspection. We're going to give you some guidelines However, it physically needs to be inspected. Now, why do I say that? We're going to dive in a little more. A lot of you think these EVs are bulletproof. In fact, I got hate on Twitter. I got people saying, oh, these ice, these internal combustion engine gas guzzling dudes and dudettes or whatever. They're stuck in time. These EVs don't need service. Well, I'll tell you, there is. They do. And we're starting to see specific pattern failures. That just means there are certain patterns of failure that are common. And because the technology is new, there are some upgrades and it's continually upgrading regarding um, what what upgraded parts and software and all this kind of stuff. So we're going to go through that. Greg, before we get to some of your news on the antiquities and classic vehicles, I have to give a big shout out. My daughter, she's 14. She's Washington, D.C. trip. She's out there with her friends in school. A big shout out. 
to St. Francis Xavier out of Central Phoenix. Awesome. They're checking it out. They've got the Vietnam Memorial. They're checking out World War II stuff. They're checking out the Lincoln Memorial. Martin Luther King. It's a phenomenal Those trip. all great stops. So I give all of you a big shout out, the gals and guys at St. Francis. You guys rock. And the big hugs to all of the chaperones. I couldn't make it. My wife wanted to go. And... Uh, it just didn't work out. So okay. all you uh, instructors, educators, and chaperones, <laughs> chaperones. So How have fun out there. How long she gone for? Uh, she'll be back Thursday. Oh, there you it's go. It's a great trip, and it's done by, I forget the company, World Strides, or you know, a lot of kids all over the country uh, will do these trips. I think it's important we step back in history. It's a great trip. You guys can't get everything from social media. You got to go touch it. <laughs> go feel it. Go, like, really, you go to that Vietnam Memorial. Yeah. I mean, that's touching. Yeah, it's different when it's a you know, YouTube video. When you're actually there and experiencing it, it's different. So I wish you guys a lot of fun. Be safe out there and enjoy. Uh, again, a big shout out to uh, St. Francis Xavier College Preparatory Peoples. You rock. <laughs> Greg, what's going on in the classic car arena? Well, classic- yeah, I, like I'm in the mood for some muscle cars. Oh, well, uh, they're <laughs> not about muscle cars. All right, what you got? But here's the, you know, here's the interesting fact that I'm, I'm learning and I discovered this guy in, I think it's Virginia, and we're all fans. You know, you and I, we're not old, but we remember like the Honda Accords and the Honda Civics in the 90s and the Future 80s. Future classics right now. You got to Google this guy. It's called Duncan Imports. All right, let's check him out. Duncan? Duncan, Duncan Imports. His is that is with a C? D-U-N-C. D-U-N-C-A-N, I believe. All right. And what he's doing is he established a dealership, I think it's Virginia, and he's importing cars from Japan. So he's importing ah. all the Integras, all the old Civics, all the Accords. So guess what? It's like it's a great little thing. But go ahead. What's your thought? Because we need to talk about that. So oh, Re- we have to. Rebecca Wynn, she was with ClassicCars.com. Oh, yeah. Remember, she bought the Future Collector Car Show, that whole concept. Mm-hmm. Now, the last one was with uh, Barrett Jackson. Mm-hmm. And that, that just blew up. But Rebecca Wynn, and I'll have this in show notes for you guys. You know, I want to link up and give her kudos. She will handle the import. Legitimate. There's oh, some yeah. there's some there's, there's some scammy stuff. stuff. A lot of um, stuff to be alert to. Shout here. out to Duncan, D-U-N-C-A-N imports.com. Um, yeah, the popularity of all these Japanese cars from the ninety from the eighties to the two thousands. Oh, some of these are wow, Honda Prelude SI Coupe. Yeah. But now they're gonna be available in the States. So Gary and his team, they're basically importing these cars, dealing with all the customs and the taxes and all that. All right, here's the Skylines. And then they're available for sale. 1995 Nissan Skyline GTR V Spec. Who would have ever thought? Right. Mid 90s Nissan, all things Nissan. Uh, you know, I'm not putting price out there like it's a big deal, but that car is 75 grand. I know. And the Acura NSXs are always have been rare and collectible. So to have kind of like a, a, a whole bunch of them being shipped to the U.S., they're just going to get bought up real quick. Yeah, if and, look- and someone's going to pay a lot of money to get those cars. Yeah, if you're looking for that Japanese domestic right-hand drive. Yep. Well, what's the story with right-hand drive? I'm not too familiar. Um, federally speaking, or is it even a state-level thing, I can get that here and still have my right-hand drive? I know it's a silly question from a bunch of automotive gurus that should know this, but I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I owned a 97 Honda Civic right-hand drive, 
And uh, there's no stipulations or regulations to permit the car from not coming to the U.S. But when you bring them out of you know into this country, you do have to have them inspected and all that. But they're titled and registered. Just so like you can ride hand drive. Just like a, a mail truck or an ice cream truck. Or can like, I ask you, because some people are listening, including myself. What's it feel driving right hand? Is it a big deal or not a big not deal? It's not a big deal. Okay. It's not a big deal. It's just backwards. It's just backwards. I mean, you still shift. What do you do in a drive-thru like Starbucks? That's the hard part. The you could better have a good passenger Starbucks, and know how to order. drive throughs are awkward, um, but it get, they get a lot of attention. A lot of attention. Yeah. But yeah, so this gentleman, Gary with Duncan, he's going to start importing these old Honda and Civics and Accords, and they're going to be up for grabs. And there's also something to be said when they're imported right from Japan. They're going to have, someone will have uh, Japanese VIN tags on them. We'll have a lot of more documentation that you really wouldn't get when you buy a Civic from the U.S. So exciting! I can't wait to see what he's bringing into the country this year. I think we're going to see more of it, more of it, yep. because I mean, obviously, that's uh, it's not a fad. I mean, it's no. it's part of future yep. classic and history yeah. at the it, same time. And 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 I think it's cool that it's it's continuing because yep. some of you were like, "Oh, electric vehicles—they'll drive themselves." I'll subscribe to my vehicle. I do, car culture is going away. I don't think so, man. No. It's not, I don't think it's going away. I want you guys to stay tuned. We're going to explore the world of sustainable transportation and discover the hidden gems of the used EV market. What should you know if you're in the market for a used EV? Stay tuned, Branch Nation. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Bolt-on Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, MailShark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to Tech Force. 
www.parksauto.org. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me, my clients, and they're likely not to come back? Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, get on to partsauthority.com, check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. It's always good to spend time with you. I remind you to get on wrenchnation.tv. Also, big shout out to our family out in California, KMET Radio for Hanging. And of course, uh, all of our Saturday listeners here, 88.7 The Pulse. Greg, some some people feel like like electric vehicle, like that's not even possible. I won't risk it. I can't buy used. I hear so much about battery issues. That's like totally not the case. No, not at all. And I think price points are getting there. I think, I think price is, although I have to say recently, it seems like, have you noticed this? Tesla seems to be going up and down. There is a lot of fluctuation. Like they, that is true. I mean, I, I do see, I think Elon's playing some price war games where before it was like, this is the price, take it or leave it. Yeah. Now there's some room to negotiate and get a good deal. Yeah. Um, could we cough that up to, a more competitive market? Is that here now? I don't know. Who else is doing what Elon's doing? Nobody. Who else? On that level. I mean, I'm being fair. I'm not I'm not trying to be a Tesla culty. I know you guys give me hate hate mail. No one can touch Tesla. My Model 3 is like Robotron. <laughs> well, one thing to think about on the EVs, I mean, there's less mechanical parts which could mean less mechanical failures. That could be a question. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just like we're going to start seeing, in my opinion, you're already seeing it, actually. Use Model 3s. And the immediate thing that somebody thinks about, more so than I believe an ICE vehicle, a gas vehicle, if that's a used vehicle for sale, that's an electric vehicle, there's got to be something wrong. Aiden, get on there. Do you feel, um, you know, as a young consumer... If you saw a used EV, what what comes to mind immediately? I want to get your impression. If I see a used EV, my first question is, what's wrong with the car? Wouldn't you do that with a Honda Civic? I would do that with any car. Oh, I, I'm going to be honest. I would do that with any car. What's wrong with the car? Why are you selling it used to me right now? Especially if it's an EV. like that. That's my first question is, what? why, why were you selling an EV? Of all things. You could be selling a an 87 Buick. I don't care. But if you're going to be selling an 87 Buick, you need to tell me this is what's wrong with the car. But if you're going to tell me, oh, well, here's a 2017 EV Nissan. Okay, why why are you selling that EV to me right now? What's wrong with the what's wrong with the battery? What's wrong with everything else? I like I like him. He's a little detective. <laughs> sleuth. A sleuth. Now listen, I don't care what guru is telling you what. Okay, there are great professionals. Um, I, I'm not taking credit as a professional, but I take pride in what we do. And part of that is yeah. a pre-purchase inspection. I take that very, very serious. Now, quite frankly, all just putting this out there, 
I have not done an EV pre-purchase inspection yet. I, I'm just, just straight up. Now, I did give you names. Gruber Motor Company, Pete Gruber, Scott Brown out of California. Bottom line is we're networked in a group of really good people. But I like what you're saying because you're like the why. Why is this? Do you ever get on a Craigslist? Because I think this is important before we get into maybe some of the technicals of an EV and what to look out for, including the world-famous battery, right? Everyone's like, battery. You get on a Craigslist. You you get on there and start looking at cars. What red flags for you, Aiden? For me, it's the price, age, and mileage. What about price? So for me, it's like, okay, so are you selling this for... 3000 and it's like a, a 2005, like the one I have right now, it's a Hundai 2005 Elantra. I got that for $3,000 uh, $3, at 83,000 miles. I was like, okay, why are you selling this? The dude was going to Alaska, so there's no use for that. And I was like, okay, that's a better idea. And he was a mechanic himself. I got it directly from the mechanic. Should you trust somebody's word? Not necessarily. You need to go and get you need to go and get it inspected by a trusted professional or by someone that you know that has an intimate knowledge of cars. That that's just my take on it. I, I like. I'm, I'm good. We, we're dying. Your... I know that a lot of you are like you know. Just give me the technicals and we'll get there. But I like to get into the mind of the psychology of why we buy what we buy. And some of you right now, it's all about price. The dollar. Yep. Now, I'm not saying we can't respect price, but I think if that's your forward movement to your first date, especially with an EV, how many people can actually look at an EV successfully and not just say, oh, tires look good, right. rearview mirrors not crooked, like you have to go knee deep. And when again, we're going we're gonna to cover some of what you should be looking for. But my point is, I don't care if you're buying a used EV or anything else used that is as important to the safety and reliability. I'm not talking about a, a, a lampshade at the pawn shop. Right. And so what happens is I see this. I get them in the garage. Well, I just bought it. In fact, they, and again, I don't knock the auctions, uh, Greg. I don't knock them. No. But what we happens is we get branded. We still got a pre-purchase inspection. You have to. And so price for you, I find this fascinating. Aiden, you're not falling into that trap. No, I, I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, this is what's affordable for me right now. But let's take a look at the best price, like the best product for my money at this point. Well, let me ask you, uh, Honda Civic all day long, 4,500 bucks. Okay. You see a couple relative mileage because you're smart enough to know, okay, mileage knocked, that's going to lower price and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But like kind quality, mileage and such, but you see one $1,500 less. Are you going to gravitate to call that? If I see one $1,500 less, the first thing I'm going to be like is, okay, look, I'm interested, but let me, let me see the car in person and let me see if I can get this inspected by my mechanic. Uh, I have one out in cave Creek and I'm like, okay, let me see if I can get this down to him and he'll tell me what's wrong with the car. Cause he's a completely honest guy. He worked on my grandfather's cars and that's what I'm sitting here. I was like, okay, this is, I need to see what's wrong with the car myself. What if I told you I'll take a thousand dollars off. Now you got cash. Give it to me now. You can have it. Nope. I need to see what's wrong with the car. I need to see what I need to see what's wrong with 
the internals with any electrical stuff. I need everything. Usually when someone discounts a price that quickly and that amount, that large that's a amount, flag. That's a red flag means they want it gone. There's a reason why they don't want to deal with it anymore. So don't go off that. I know we're talking electric vehicles and I know we're talking used electric vehicles, but I want to get it into your head. There is a psychology to everything that we buy, especially when we add safety and reliable. And I just don't want you to go down the path. Aiden, you need to write a book because that was very good. You're not falling for the price trap because a lot of you we're talking used, which means, okay, why not new? Well, maybe the finance thing is not working out for me. Maybe I do have some cash and I want to go cash route because some would say, okay, well, just buy new and you won't have that problem. But since we're talking used and all things used transportation, including EVs, especially EVs, watch the price because that could be a trap. Greg, we're seeing trap. When we say trap, we're talking about the car. Now, some of you get the salvage title thing, and I'm not knocking salvage title. Salvage title, salvage restored are brands you want to be careful to. You want to raise a flag to that. Yes, you do. And if you're not familiar with salvage title, Greg, explain if you can. Why does a vehicle have salvage title? Go ahead. A vehicle that has a salvage brand on the title is because it had a write-off from an insurance company. And the write-off was... For, it was for more money than the car was valued at. Now, these cars usually tend to go to auction. They are branded salvaged. They cannot be registered or tagged or titled until they're rebuilt or restored and then inspected again by the state. Once they pass that inspection, then they can be restored salvaged, which means now the vehicle can be driven on the road. It can be tagged, titled, insured, everything. So that's a good point you mentioned because uh, I will tell you the uh, in the EV space, <clears throat> Boy, oh boy, it doesn't take much to get into a collision. I, I think I saw somebody online, a $35,000 estimate on. Oh, yeah. I think it was the Model S. Was that you? That I, sent? I sent it to you. Is the Tell back us about, of the Rivion, I think it was? Oh, yeah, the Rivion. The Rivion had a small, low speed impact to the right rear quarter, dented the bumper in, and a little ding, maybe the size of a softball, into the quarter panel. $45,000 body shop estimate to rebuild it. Now, so I'm the guy that owns the Rivian. I got cashed out by the insurance. I know I got salvage. I take it to uh, some in individual that's going to patchwork it. Yep. And now I'm going to have a price point that's really enticing. And I'm going to tell you it's okay. Airbags, airbag yep. lights are on. You yep. don't need airbags. Yep. Don't worry about it. Not important. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some of you are like, you know, I could live without uh, airbags. Now, now we're getting into a whole nother topic. But my point is, be aware of that. We need to establish the baseline. Some of you are hip to what a salvage title is. Some of you are flipping vehicles, salvage title. Mm -hmm, exactly. You go to the auction. You got your your team. You got your squad. You got your finishing individual. You got the bumper guy. You got the this guy and that guy. And you got the guy that's just going to turn off the check engine light. My point is... Like an ICE vehicle, gas vehicle, be aware. And one thing big to be alert to is if I was to go buy a 10-year-old Honda Accord at, at a dealership and I was to finance it, on that scenario, I personally would not have the title till the car's paid for. You could be driving a used salvaged vehicle or salvage restored vehicle financed for five years and not even know it's branded at, until you find out and you get the title. So those are questions you want to ask up front when buying a used car. All right, I'm going to give you some tips that, that really transcend to all vehicles. 
and I thought it would be wise to start here. A lot of you, you got battery. Aiden, batteries on your mind with an EV? I mean, if you buy a used EV, you're thinking about battery. 100%. Okay, we're going to get to that. What about this? What if I bought a used EV from a private party? Do I get the charging station with the car? (laughs) Um, Well, Greg, (laughs) on tonight's show, everything's negotiable. Well, that's lifestyle preparation. We're going to get to that, but it's a very good point. I want you, you can do this. My kids can do this. My 14-year-old, she knows what to look for. Okay. I want you guys to inspect the interior. When I say inspect, don't just glance at it. Okay. You can pull back because now we're, we're putting a red flag up. We're not talking salvage, but maybe there was some water issues. Now, with an EV, battery pack sitting low. The bottom of the car. Bottom of the car. Um, you're going to know it. There's going to be concerns, but I want you to get in the habit of getting in there and pulling the rubber molding because let's say you're in a situation where somebody is selling an EV private party and they really spent weeks armor rolling and getting it smelling good. You can look for clues. So pull off the rubber, go to the frunk. What's the frunk? It's the trunk in the front. Lift it up. Now, on a, on a regular vehicle, you can go to the trunk. The trunk will reveal all kinds of evidence. They do, no matter what kind of car. Actually, You've seen some stuff. And all kinds of things. You've trunks. seen some mud build up. They didn't get that mud. No, they, they cleaned so everything but that section right there. You can do this. Yeah. Here's the second tip regarding interior. Aiden, you ever been in a car, you close the door, and it just don't sound right? Yeah. All the time. It just doesn't <laughs> all like... All the time. Oh, all the time. All right. Well, as, as your car ages, sometimes that happens. But you know, it's like you you hear that... Was that a good sound effect? It really was. Sounds like a... Now, if you heard a... Yeah. Like you can... Like, I don't know how to describe this, Greg, but there's a certain feeling, and I guess from car to car. Now, older cars, you got a different you know, materials and stuff. But my point is that striker... The yeah, striker right. Yeah, that's right. and the latch. Go midline of the vehicle. Do you know what a striker is? I'm going to be real. No. Nobody does. No. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All my gangster shops are laughing because they know what a striker is. They're looking at it. They're looking. The striker, when that latch from that door, which is about in the middle, truck, car, whatever you have, EV, for the most part, mm-hmm. that has to, you have a male and female, <laughs> that has to mate. And that striker catches the latch and closes and secures it. And there's a specific sound when it latches perfectly. Like, you know, you guys, you know, you you driving that Chrysler LeBaron, you know how that latch sound, (laughs) Chrysler LeBaron is probably not a good example, but it has that. Now you're new to this used EV, but you can open the door and look at that little shiny striker. Now, what can you look for and what are we determining? We're determining, has there been any body work done to this? Uh, good body work, professional body work, and collision work, they will make sure the striker is aligned. Now, you're going, okay, I, I don't know. Look for the paint clues. Would you agree if I have a screw going into a brand new part, and that screw's never been removed, it's not going to be scarred, marred, or any of that. I'm going to look at the striker. Is there any overspray of paint? All good points, Frank. 
I say this because hardware. you listening, can you do that? You're going to go home and after dinner, you're going to say, family, come out and look. We're going to do a little striker tour. <laughs> Aiden, now you know what to look for. Look at the door striker. Look at the hardware. Make sure it matches. Sometimes body shops put miscellaneous hardware to put cars back together. Or in a case of electric vehicles, parts are, you've got it, parts are tricky business. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of aftermarket. That may be good news. You have to go OE, but the aftermarket is starting to evolve. I'm not knocking aftermarket, right. but if you get a crapshoot of a part, I want you to look at that. I also want you to pay attention to the lines. Now, some of you drive Tesla like, well, they already got problem with lines. We've heard of stories. <laughs> In fact, I saw some of the new truck. Uh-huh. You know, they're already, I mean, I think these are anti-Tesla people. They're, you know, they're trying to get dirt on Elon or whatever. Most people are working hard to on keep the them. cyber truck or yeah, on the yeah. cyber truck. They're already putting out, oh, look at that. The body lines are crooked. That's right. If I had one, it would be redone anyway. But now body lines <laughs> just means how is the fitment of the vehicle? Fit and finish. Fit and finish. Mm-hmm. What's that trunk look? Uh excuse me, the the frunk lid. And the or trunk lid, as it closes, do you see gappies? Like, are they gapped in the lines? One side gap is wider than the other side. Could that be a clue that maybe somebody tried to do some body work? Right? It would imply that that part had been removed or was hit out of adjustment. Exactly. Aiden, are you catching on with this? Because you're my man right now. You're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna represent the EV use purchase. You're gonna do the preliminary before we send it over to Gruber Motors and others in the country. But do you feel me on the whole gappy thing? I do. I do. I've had a car. Uh, I mean, it wasn't an EV, but like I I am aware that there are specific gaps to look for in in trunks. Actually, one of my uh, one of my older cars never shut. You could not use that trunk because it would not go back down. Well, there's adjustments. I will tell you there's there's adjustments yeah. and such like that. And what I'm going to say to you is it's not a deal breaker, no. but it gives you the opportunity, Greg, to ask more questions. You go to a lot of the refined auctions that have some really high-line vehicles. Folks are looking at lines. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, all they look at. I Usually, mean, a, that's an art almost. A lot of collectors actually go to a car as like with a mindset of this is a 100-point car. And they knock a point off in their in their mind of everything they find wrong with it, and if they're below eighty points or whatever, they don't buy it. So I know guys that are very particular to every detail on a car before they buy it. I got to share a story when I was a younger mechanic before I even had really like call myself a technician, right? Understood drivability and tinkering, things like, right? Right. All right. I was everybody starts tinkering somehow, <laughs> some way, but I started doing engines, valve jobs, you know, sort of heavy line machining and engine work. And I'd pull these motors and my father-in-law, he was the engine builder. Okay. I'd pull the motor, you know, 350, 351s, you know, V8s, whatnot. And in order to do that, you got to pull the hood. Yep. And as a youngster, I could never get my hood lined up <laughs> properly because you've got to, you've got to sort of stencil the original position. And those of you that get it, you know, but it would bother me. And my father-in-law didn't help me out. He let me suffer with my lines. <laughs> now, what I do is before I remove the hood, I used to, I still do this, but when I was younger. You scribe it. Take a Sharpie. Yeah. And I'd okay. mark where the washer and the bolt go and put it there right There you back. go. Yeah. I didn't know that for a little bit. They could have told me about it, <laughs> but sometimes they make you suffer for a reason. But body lines are important. I want you to look at that. 
I also want you, especially in the EV, let's get to the battery. Can I tell you right now with 100% authority about anything to do with an EV battery if I have no experience, which I don't, with an EV battery? No. I can tell you it's not a deal breaker. Again, I I have I, I sent you over to Gruber Motors, Scott Brown. There's another fellow, Seth Thorson. I'll have all this in show notes. You are red flagging anything that potentially could be detective gadget on the battery. Because battery equals range. True. On a car, you got MPG, and I've had you in the garage. You guys made spreadsheets. And the minute you were a fraction off of miles per gallon... There's something wrong with my car after the tune-up. And after all of this, there's still something going down. That's a whole other topic. But don't fret the battery. Why? Because what's the first thing you're going to ask yourself if you're in the market for a used or even a new EV regarding lifestyle? What do I need this vehicle to do for me? Am I the school teacher that's driving quite a distance every day, back and forth, and So it's important, and a lot of you in the market for EVs, I think you get that. Because is an EV station yet on every corner? EV recharge, I mean, it's getting better, but we're still a long way. And maybe I don't have the luxury of plugging in at night and charging the juice. Maybe something came up. I got a late meeting, or I got to be over here. Lifestyle is important. What do I need this range to do for me in my given lifestyle? Good question. Because range, batteries age over time. Range will start to decrease. Now, is is 10%, 15% decrease a big deal? If you take it in and you have that pre-purchase inspection done, they're going to want to know what's, what's your plan with this vehicle. Mm-hmm. Because there may not be something to technically fix electrically, mechanically. Now, there could be a ton of software updates. That happens often. But if you ask yourself, am I okay with a 10% difference, a 15% difference, based upon the price reduction on a used versus new? So it'd be the same as your mileage. Exactly. You know, high mileage or low mileage. Piston rings wear over time. There may be some oil consumption. Not consumption in in a gas vehicle to where you're puffing, puff the dragon blue smoke out of the tailpipe. But a lot of you are driving vehicles and you're like, wait a minute. I got the oil change two months ago. I must have an oil leak. Mm -hmm. No, especially some of my Honda people. This was a known problem certain years. Well, with many actually manufacturers out there, you're consuming oil. And the manufacturers say, hey, by the way, that's normal. This is acceptable. Right. That's a hard presentation to a client that comes in the garage, especially the first time. You're like, wait a minute. I don't trust this individual because they just told me. That's normal. So we're over here printing service bulletins and, right. um, you know, that sort of thing to say, hey, this this is not us speaking. So my point is, is that where acceptable? Is the battery range reduction acceptable for your lifestyle? As opposed to thinking, oh, my God, the battery is going to go out next year. Now, I know folks at Gruber, they know. Fully on, like with Teslas, they they have the Roadsters and the Model 3s and the Ss. They've done incredible things over there. They will tell you pattern, what to expect, because they've been around it They've seen it, yeah. They've seen it. So, Aiden, are you closer to buying a used EV yet? 
Uh, well, not necessarily, but that that could just be my personal preference. What's holding you back? If I if I gave you a a, a Model Three and I, I've got one for sale that's thirteen thousand dollars, and it it you know, I mean, my numbers are probably well, off. What's the range left on it? Right, you, you understand range now. Yeah, I do. That'd be that's equivalent to that MPG, if you will. Yep. I want to bring it back to what Greg said because Greg, you're <laughs> spot on, and I don't know if I have the answer to this. But the second thing you're going to ask is to be like, okay, um, where do I buy a charger? Right. Can I take the one from your house? I don't have an answer. If you have an answer to that, I would imagine there's got to be something out there. Now, Tesla, probably not. Tesla's probably really locked in. I could be wrong about doing that kind of stuff. But if I'm selling my used EV. And you're going to buy another one. I'm like, okay, here's, take it. So that's a good question. And I, I don't have the answer to that. Yeah. But if you're going to keep that charging for a future EV, then the person buying that used car is going to have to hunt down a charging system for their first EV purchase. Greg, what can I do differently if I'm buying a used EV regarding maintenance history? Because a lot of EVs, we know the software updates are done. So, yeah, you'd have to do some research, see what updates have been entered, see if there's been some battery swap outs, battery problems. Um, one thing to look out that which I'm learning about is look for damage underneath the car. Because if there's damage, high center of the car on a curb or a driveway and there's damage, affects the battery. That's what I've learned so far to look out for. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to start. And I'm saying this like, <laughs> when I say start, it means that we're just like half a toe in the water. <laughs> and it's cold. <laughs> we're preparing to do at our... Desert Kirk here in Cave Creek. In fact, all of our sort of, we're going to see them, Tesla folks that come in, we're going to refer out because we're just not knowledgeable yet on it. We're going to get some training. Um, but the first part of what I would do, and if you are a technician, you are doing this, we want to address alignments because tire wear is tire wear, right? Their steering angle, their equivalent of a steering angle sensor that's to be reset. Mm -hmm. um, brakes are fair game. That's deeply on the market. Um, one thing that I've seen, and again, I have not personally got a whole bunch of experience working on these Teslas, but I do pay attention, is noises. Now, I want to bring this up to you regarding suspension because you would do this with your gas vehicle. Some of you are thinking, yeah, I drove it around the block. It's good to go. I like it. Let me buy it. But what if you take it and the next day it's a squeaking and rattling? That's a problem. <laughs> so um, here's a tip. And you've heard it before. If, you, if you've been around with the show for a while, go rent you the Model 3. Might as well. Some of you are on social media and you're like, all right, well, EVs, maybe you joined an online EV club or whatnot, and you're, you're interested. You want to do it. You want to do it. And social media, social proof. Everyone's getting a Model 3. Right. <laughs> but you may have driven one or two buddies, and you, you're in that, okay, it's cool. But does it work for your family? Go rent the Model 3. Widely available. Okay. So my point is this on suspension. Again, you got to take this vehicle and and get a pre-purchase inspection. You're not going to do this off the cuff, right? Especially for an EV, but I do invite you for all vehicles. 
I don't care if you like grew up intimately with the vehicle. A good technician may find things that you're just not going to find, right? So with an EV, what I'm seeing, Greg, is control arm issues with the, I believe, the Model 3 and the S. Really? Where it's causing this sort of squeak. We're already seeing control arms in the aftermarket. Dorman's making these control arms. Oh, wow. Yes. And so um, my point is, if you drive a vehicle that you're looking to buy as a used vehicle, and you got your uncle, your aunt, maybe you took family and you're all in the back and the owner's in the passenger seat and you're driving and everything seems fine and you just drove it around the block, like, is that going to reveal everything that you really need to know? No. No. So I will say be on the lookout. What I am seeing is patterns. Again, you'll take it in and get a pre-purchase inspection and they'll shake down all the rubber bushings to make sure, shake down, inspect, that sort of thing. But we are seeing some patterns regarding the control arms. Another pattern for Tesla is the door latch. A good question would be, um, has the door latch been upgraded? Because Tesla had some problem with their door latches. That could be a question. So while I'm at it, what else has been upgraded? Right? What else? I want to learn about this. I want to know about this. I believe Carfax could also be, I'm not sure. I know body shops report to that. But I don't know mechanically, especially if it's if it's a used uh, private party purchase. And now there could be funny business. I bought it at the auction. I'm trying to sell it to you for a cheap price. Carfax has a lot of that information. And then, of course, Tesla and all of you te people that have Tesla now, you're saying, well, Frank, Tesla has the database. That is true. Tesla keeps track of all that. So these are things I want you to be aware of. And um, also modifications. A lot of you fall in love with the nice tires and rims. And I don't blame you. We all want, want oh, a little I, hoopty. I don't believe that kind Tire, of stuff. Yeah, That's I know. Terrible. Hey, you're it's a boring rims. <laughs> um, for the most part, you cannot get away with it because it'll affect um, other systems on the vehicle, the advanced driving awareness, the camera angle systems, things like that. But if you run into a used EV that has had above and beyond performance, not software-related to range and power and things like that. But all these additions to the vehicle to make it look different and maybe a little more tricked out, that would be a red flag to me. Mm -hmm. and, and and some of you are saying, well, a lot of my Tesla people are saying, well, oh, you can't get away with that on a Tesla. But what if somebody enforced it and they were okay with a, a few shortcomings about how the vehicle is going to drive, right? You never know. My point is aftermarket performance stuff Unlike a Honda Civic where somebody cheated and the thing still drives, you, you need to be aware of that because that could be a possibility. So I think we covered it. Uh, Aiden, would, so I'm, I'm really trying to sell you a used EV right now. <laughs> we have one right outside. We got one right outside. Got the fuzzy dice. Yep. Restored salvage. What else would you be reluctant to? We talked a little battery. Get it professionally checked. Well, Range. What else? Well, one thing, and I... You probably brought it up earlier in the show uh, of the subject of selling one used EV to buy another one. My the thing that stumped me right there is what's wrong with your current with the current EV that is so bad that you want to buy another one. Maybe maybe, you know, you want a car collected, but you're too cheap to keep the one that you currently have that you're like, OK, well, let's get an upgrade first. But 
that that's where I'm getting that's where I'm getting stumped. Why are you changing from one EV to another one? I, I like your angle. I like the yeah. fact that you just still got your detective hat on, because the fact is this: a lot of folks listening are probably not just yet gonna buy a used EV. But if we can get folks thinking about some of the tips that we gave, you're still asking the very important question: Why? Now you come out to Sun City, Sun Lakes, wherever you're at, and I'm retired. And I said, hey, my wife passed away. It was her it was her driver. She only drove 10 miles a day. Does that work for you? Do you think you're getting a hoopty? If it was a daily driver, like... And I mean, it was- what works for you? This is what scares me <laughs> because I don't want you listening to feel like, well, that sounded like a good reply. You still got to do your research. Yeah, it, it sounded like a good reply. And, you know, it could be, you know, your wife's old car and you just want to get rid of it because maybe there's too much memories there. My main thing is, okay, if if you really want to get rid of it, you're going to really try to sell me on it. Do you have receipts of what was wrong with the car in the past maybe year, two years, maybe three? Because You want to see records. If, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's I want to see right. records All right. in order to sell me that car. Yeah, I'm taking Aiden next time we go look at him because <laughs> he's like, he's on top of it. Greg, you see some funny business. Like, you heard of... Like reputationally in the in the auction market, Highline, classic antiquity investment grade purchases. You ever hear the story of an individual that had such a stellar record of selling clean vehicles, and then they got caught out there. Yep, there was actually a a Porsche collector in California and has been well-known with many auction houses through the country, even overseas, for having authentic Porsches. He sold a Porsche to uh, Jerry Seinfeld. This was about three years ago. Uh, it came to light, but Jerry Seinfeld's owned this Porsche for a dozen years, went to run it through an auction, and then found out it wasn't authentic. Oh, my gosh. And there was some, there's still, I believe there's still a legal, legal battle on that. Uh, the, the seller, or excuse me, the buyer from the auction was legally pursuing Jerry Seinfeld. And then Jerry Seinfeld legally pursued the dealership that proved it to be authentic to him when he purchased it a dozen years ago. Yeah, it's a domino effect. So, it's yeah. like you bought that fancy house in Paradise Valley. Yeah. You lived in it. You had great memories. You go to sell it and you find out the concrete yeah. wasn't poured right. Right. Foundation settling. So, but there, there's- So you always, you just got to be cautious. You, you can't get cautious. caught up with names. You have to do your due diligence and be prepared for any angle. Let me ask you this. Um, since we're on that topic, as a consumer- I want to buy a Highline vehicle and maybe maybe they're selling a Hummer EV, mm-hmm. low mileage or what have you. What credentials could I look for? I mean, is there, if, if I can ask that, like, is there a governing body in that, in that um, auction? Like, what do I look for that will give me peace of mind that they are in the business of selling quality? Yeah, well, that's a good question. A lot of people don't ask themselves that. But a lot of cars are authenticated before they're sold at auction. So as you know, going to the core, and that's the auction's job. The auction's job. Sometimes it's the consigner as well. But as an example, uh, I'll, I'll reference Barrett Jackson. They have a professional Corvette, you know, gentleman that inspects all their Corvettes just for authenticity. That's all he does. So when there's branded by certain people in the industry that this is proven to be authentic. That's pretty solid. He's the gatekeeper. He's the gatekeeper. Yeah, that's good to uh, know. But if you get a car by a gatekeeper, it's very rare. Very, very rare. But there's people, there's professionals that will classify a vehicle as authentic or un- unauthentic. 
or unclear. Um, but yeah, get the professional advice on all purchases when it comes, especially to the high dollar ones. But reference reference to industry leaders. Yeah, and pre-purchase uh, is so important. It so is. important. I mean, so if you're not sure, and and really we we touched the used EV, but the likelihood. I think a lot of you end up buying just used vehicles. Please reach out. I mean, we're tapped into a national network. If you're not in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a location coming, Cave Creek, Scottsdale, North Scottsdale area, carefree. Um, you can swing by, you know, set your little appointment, drop the car off. We'll do a thorough, thorough inspection. And one thing a good mechanic, a good technician will tell you, shop owner, what have you, even the dealership. Yep. Even, I was just going to say If that. there is something that they're not sure about, and they care about your business and your purchase, they will say, hey, you know what? I don't know. I'll check. And for all of you that can't accept I don't know as consumers, you know what they're really saying? I'm trying to look out for you. I'm not perfect, Mm -hmm. but here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you over to this person that knows. Um, And I say that because some of you, like, I don't know. I don't want to nudge a sore topic, but some of you are unforgiving, man. Like everyone works hard to be professional at what they do. But when a professional tells you this, don't beat them up. That's what makes them a professional. Right. And, and those, you know, the opposite effect, you know, when somebody's like mm-hmm. not, in fact, there's a whole industry of vehicles in the, in the collision industry that have gotten collision work through insurance companies and then later there was a problem. There's a whole cottage industry. In fact, I got to look this up because he was probably number show number 10. I mean, we're going back maybe five or six years. Um, my point is there's an industry of folks that will actually inspect. Let me look this up. The vehicle. You can type it in the search bar as I'm doing collision um, to make sure that the body work was done legitimately a reputable company, reputable companies. And there wasn't a failure to the accident. There's a whole forensics to that. I can't find the show, but it was like the first 10 shows we had this gentleman on, um, that spoke about that. And so, yeah, trust your professionals, ask the right questions. Uh, Aiden, are you become, are you going to be an attorney or something? Cause you, you're like, I wouldn't want to be in the same courtroom. <laughs> He's a modern day Columbo. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I'm a, it's not that I'm gonna be an attorney. It's just, it's just stuff that my dad had taught me. Good for you. A long time it. ago. I love it. This is awesome, Greg. Any parting words before we leave the people? No, it's been a blast. I can't wait to see you finish your shop in June, yeah. and can't wait to stop by and you know have that grand opening party, right? We are. I've got a lot of plans for community and stuff, and Good. you know we enjoy working on. Uh, we're gonna be doing more European. If you're Mercedes, BMW. Porsche, Audi, Porsche. Volkswagen. We will touch <laughs> Porsche. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually working on some stuff uh, regarding. Uh, I have a great European technician as a technician myself. There are look. The bottom line is, if we can't, we'll tell you we can't. Yeah. But I, I will be working more on the uh, European platform. So if you're in North Scottsdale, uh, Carefree Cave Creek area, uh, sometime in June we should yeah. be open. Uh, Desert Car Care Cave Creek. Check that out on Facebook. Uh, I'd love to uh, see you over. A nice espresso, coffee, water, whatever you like, and we'll give you a tour of the garage. It's coming along little by little. Can't wait. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.